we're like an antenna. Our chakras go up like an antenna. And that's like we're receiving energy from the cosmos down through that antenna. And if a lot of people don't know how to open those top portions of their self. Here we are, guys. We're back. I'm just getting this going. I'm not even thinking about an intro anymore. Uh, I got a, I got a, a good friend of mine now who, I mean, he's a renaissance man, as we defined, and I don't want to get too into his description, but I know he's an intuitive healer. He is a very talented DJ amongst many other things. So like I said, Aaron Colbert, am I forgetting anything, how to label you property? No, that's that's perfect. Um, I'm also uh, a life coach, uh, next step progression, um, also a meditation teacher. I'm going back to get my master's right now in, in clinical uh, mental health counseling. Perfect. And I just want to combine the spiritual and the clinical mental health. And we just, we spoke about before we hit record, uh, you know, the, how diluted the word life coach is and, you know, it's tough to distinguish in many fields to distinguish the expert. So it's nice to hear that you're, you know, you're, you're backing your own experiences with education. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for me personally, I have to, in order for myself to feel validated in helping other people. I need those degrees or those certificates. It's yeah. just something I've always been about. And um, so, yeah, I'm trying to get as many as I can. It's nice. Yeah, it adds <laughs> a level of confidence not only to yourself, but to the people that you're working Absolutely. with. Absolutely. So that's amazing. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, we've probably wasted about an hour and a half of great content before <laughs> hitting record. But I, I, I said to Aaron earlier that I think I'm, this is going to be a more than one episode because he's full of stories, full of experiences, full of knowledge that, uh, you know, regardless of what side of the coin your beliefs are, there's a lot to learn. So I'm excited to have you on and Thank please start me. wherever you want to start and we'll just chop it up. So I guess where I would start, um, I've always been super sensitive and intuitive. Uh, some people call it empathic. Um, and it manifested early on for me in the form of anxiety. Hmm. And I, I thought I had an anxiety disorder, honestly. Um, I'd go on planes, I'd feel sick, I, I'd be around a lot of people, I'd feel like all kinds of crazy stuff. And probably 10 years ago, I was in Sedona DJing with my friend Moses, a good friend of mine. We were in Sedona, I was sitting at the edge of a pool, he was sitting on the chair looking at me, I'm in the pool, and this lady comes and taps me on the shoulder. And she's like, do you know who you are? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Aaron. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. She's like, do you know who you are? And I'm like, uh, who am I? And she's like, you're an empath. I said, well, what does that mean? And she starts listing all these attributes and I just start crying. Wow. Because I, to that point, I had no idea. I thought I was an alien. I had no idea why I was the way I was. And finally someone had given me a direction on, I could research this kind of stuff. And I'm crying and Moses is looking at me and he's like, what the, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were yeah. at this pool. You're like, and, and I'm like, that lady just told me. Uh, 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 and he's like, what lady are you talking about? Oh, and wow. I, and I don't know if he just didn't see her or if I have no idea. But to this day, it's like, I have no idea. Whoa. That's like the ending of Sixth Sense. So. I just took that as okay, and I just took that, and I just rolled with it, Googled empath, started researching everything, took a bunch of classes, uh, 
you know, I read the Empath Survival Guide from Judy Orloff, who is here in Santa Monica, who's amazing. Uh, I did a couple of sessions with her. And that led me down this journey of opening myself up, being sensitive, but also protecting my energy, uh, being able to read energy, reading people who have passed, uh, being more open to them coming through. Hmm. Um, well, let me ask you, so you, before, prior to having that uh, experience, you mentioned kind of felt alienated and you weren't sure what was going on. Was that because of the panic attacks or were you having other experiences that led you to feel that way? So let's say I get on a plane as a youth. I would, now I understand, I would absorb, I would be feeling everyone on the plane and I'd be feeling all of their panic and all of their stuff. Unbeknownst to you at that Unbeknownst moment. Unbeknownst to me, I thought, I'm like, what is going on? Why, why can't I breathe? Why am I feeling all these things? I was feeling everyone on the plane. So... Then I realized, oh, this is not anxiety. I'm feeling other people's stuff and I'm taking it in as my own. Oh, and wow. so then it led me down this journey of like, I have to start figuring out what's mine and what's not mine. And that's even with people who come through from the other side. Is this, is this mine or is this somebody else's, you know? So that's kind of how it all started. Jesus. All right. Well, thank God for this. So now, <laughs> so now you're not, to this day, you're not even sure if that lady was someone who came through or a real person? No. And Sedona is one of these places is a vortex. So it's, from my understanding, it's a convergence of dimensions. You know, there's different dimensions. We're on one plane. I, I think dead people are on a, in this dimension, but on another plane. So define, is that what your definition of a vortex was? Like, do you just define it? I think a vortex is a convergence of dimensions. Huh. It's a tunnel? Uh, like a... Yeah, kind of. Okay. And Sedona is one of those places. It's the central vortex of the Southwest. All Native American people um, are gravitated towards these places. Uh, Palm Springs is one. Um, How is that determined? Just a collective group of feeling? and I honestly don't know that answer. If maybe someone could to check yeah, and, and so. see. We'll Google that. But I mean, there's tons of psychic readers and there's tons of spiritual healers in all of these places. Interesting. And when you go there, it is legit. Like things happen. Wow. Driving there, I thought I had a UTI. I was telling Moses, we're driving. I'm like, man, I think I have a UTI. It kind of hurts down there. We go on this pink Jeep tour with this guy. It's just me and Moses four wheeling through the desert Sedona. He stops at this tree. I kid you not. He grabs the branch of this tree and gives it to me. And he said, the Indian people used to cure urinary tract infections with this. What? And you didn't tell, you told this guy that? No. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what happens uh, in these places. Like, So if you have a UTI, people that are listening, go to Sedona. Go to Sedona. Grab a branch. <laughs> hang on for dear life. All right. Sorry. Go on. Uh, go on. Go anyway, on. like yeah. serendipity. Things just, that's, you know. Things, Synchronicities. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So where are we right now? You, you just found this out. Plant, you're on the plane. I found this out. Um, so basically, I, I was then... I wanted to learn how to protect my energy from other people, you know. So I started with intuitive healing. I took um, intuitive healing at the den. Uh, it's a school. I went through basic intuitive healing, advanced intuitive healing, sp a speeder, a spiritual leadership program. Um, then I did a meditation teacher training as well as a positive mindfulness training, um, all just gaining tools on the, your, my spiritual growth. Okay. Um, good for you. And part of that was opening up myself to read 
um, people who have passed. And I think everyone can do it, but I think that there's certain people that are more sensitive than others. How did you, how do you distinguish, um, you know, just how do you distinguish feelings? Like you said, this could be the feeling of someone else. Then there's the feeling of these other people coming through. Are you, is it majority feeling or are you seeing? Some people see, some people hear mine is a knowingness. So it's kind of like, uh, you give a bad feeling of this place. if like something's going to happen kind of feeling. Yes. You just understand what it is. Yes. Huh. Or I'll walk when I'm cleansing a house, let's say. Uh, I had a friend who just bought this brand new house in the hills and she's like, it just doesn't have great energy. I'm like, okay, let me come in and just see what I see. And, you know, and people imprint their energy on rooms, on objects, on, um, different things. And it can be negative. It can be positive. And intentionally, or do you think it just happens because they use this item more or often? something traumatic will happen in a house. Right. And that energy will stay there until you clear it out. Hmm. Um, so that's what I had to do for her, okay. you know, so, so shit. So, shit. <laughs> so if you, if you have a room that yeah, yeah. you don't like going into, you might have to clear some energy. Uh, I, I think one of the episodes I had with, uh, Erica Kita, she, she mentioned uh, about some stories about people coming in and clearing energies of properties that haven't sold for real estate agents. And then all of a sudden shit, the house will sell a couple of days later. It happens all the time. Or you see venues. Why did that bar not? Why is that one failing? And the one next door, there's a billion people in it. It's because of the energy of the space. It's I mean, the energy of the owners. Yeah. It, you know, it's how they create the energy. It's not the shitty title of the bar. That could be that too. <laughs> it's a, or, it's no, or no title. <laughs> yeah, it could, be, it could be a lot of different reasons. Um, so wh where are you at this stage? Because now you're starting to figure it out. You're taking classes. You're learning and defining what the stuff is. And how does that make you feel when you're starting to realize this out? You know, what I mean? like when you learn you can do something like that, what do you do with it? Uh, for some people go down the road of becoming mediums and there's actually a mediumship that you can actually learn how to do it in the proper way because mediums are absorbing a lot of energy. If you don't do it the right way, it's really harmful physically. Um, they don't last long a lot of times. Um, so there's places you can go to actually learn to do that. I don't personally want to be a medium. That is not why I'm here. I want to use my intuitive reading and healing to help heal people. And I want to get my masters and merge the two so that I can have these tools, teach people these tools, these spiritual healing tools for themselves, because mm. we all can heal ourselves. Right. It's just a matter of learning how to do that, as well as getting in touch with your spirit guides, people who have passed, who are there helping you. Um, what's your, hope I'm not cutting you off there. What, what's your opinion on... You know, I've had my own thoughts. Like I mentioned the story uh, when we were talking prior about, you know, my mother and my sister seeing mediums and I saw one when I was 12, but I was young. A lot I don't remember. And I was kind of like torn between, is this a good thing to get in touch with the other side, whether you believe it or not, or is it a, a bad thing? You know what I mean? Is there, is there a, a, a yin and yang to connecting with the other side? I don't think so. I think that, um, I think it brings a lot of closure. It brings a lot of healing. Um, whether you want to hear it or not, right? Whether you want to hear it or not. And it, it definitely helps heal the person who's passed as well as the people who are still he here. Um, you just have to make sure you vet mediums very well because, you know, just like in any profession, there's bad ones, there's good ones, there's false, there's not false. Right. Um, they can be really therapeutic and... A lot of times people will take like ayahuasca to get to that plane almost, but it only gives you a little glimpse into something that you can do in meditation on your own without doing any kind of drugs. 
Interesting. That's six. Pro- I mean, how do you even do that? Is that another rabbit hole of a conversation? Yeah, it's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, it's episode four when we get when you bring you back. But the crazy thing about it is, you know, I was. I'll tell you a couple stories about when people have come to me. Um, my ex, who I'm not going to name his name, I'm, you know, but his mother passed in the middle of our relationship. We were very close, and I'm a huge tennis player, and I played tennis rooms all the time. She used to follow me on the LA tennis ladder and she would call Mike and be like, Oh, I said his name. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Maybe we'll bleep that out. <laughs> we just did it twice. Now I'm up to him with two bleeps. <laughs> so he, she would call and be like, Aaron's number one, Aaron's number one on the tennis ladder. It's so excited. Post it on her fridge for everyone to see. For everyone to see. She loved it. You know, yeah. it was so great. She was a sweetheart. She was the best. And we were so connected in a small amount of time. I knew her. I was playing in a tournament, the LA open, I was not doing well. It was the second round. I was so pissed at myself and not having fun. And all of a sudden, this butterfly hits me in the face as I'm on the court. It flies into my face. Like mid-match? Mid-match. Wow. And, I, and they believe that the female in his lineage become butterflies when they die. That's just their belief. Oh. And I didn't know this until afterwards, but... So this butterfly hits me and I, and I just went like that. And I hear her in my head, just have fun. You're number one. Just have fun. You're number one. Just have fun. You're what? number one. Is it, wait, is this, what's the time? Is this after you had, you like figured out your empath and all that? Yes. Okay. Good. So I, I wasn't feeling like I was crazy. I was like, right. okay. And it, she kept on saying it over and over and I broke down and I started crying. Oh, and man. I'm in the middle of a match and this guy's looking at me like, are you okay? like, what's going on? Yeah. Literally for five minutes I was crying. And then the other emotion, I just started laughing, yeah. you know, and it was a release. She was allowing me to release this tension, this negativity that I needed to release at the moment. And right then I'm like, I'm going to win this tournament. And I won. Wow. I knew it in that instant. Damn. And that's one of the times that she's come to me, you know, and she always has come to me on the tennis court, which I'm like, cause we connected in that way, I think over tennis. Mm. And so she always, for some reason comes to me when I'm on the tennis court. I guess it's relative to your life with her. Totally. Huh? I might be jumping the gun on this question. I don't know if this is too early for this one, sure. but what has this done for you in regards to life after death? Like, is that clearly there's, you know, energy, like energy doesn't, you can't neither can be destroyed nor, nor no, created nor destroyed. It just transmutes. And is that is what is your interpretation of what happens after we, we're just energy and then what is our existence in your opinion? Do you, do you feel like you know the answer to this or is it? I, I have. Uh, I don't think anyone knows the answer right. to it. I we think won't know till we know. We have a philosophy. Some people believe that your energy transforms in, into something else that gets reincarnated on this planet. Right. Some people believe. I believe that your energy changes into something else but it's still your essence it will never be different hmm. i feel like there's a there's in this we're on one plane and there's different dimensions i feel like those people are on the same plane but in a different dimension of that plane and we say different dimension like what what could that mean when it's different dimensionality so like we're in this one dimension right you know 3D, uh, 384 if, right. you know all these things we can only see a certain amount of what's happening really and I feel like these people are part of it, but on a different plane. And these other planes, do you believe um, we are the only material? Does that make, is, that, is that the right way to say it? I don't know, actually. 
But what's crazy is, is most of the time when they come through, it's a feeling or they'll use electronics. I always see 111. I always see 1111 every day. One, two, three, like uh, all the time. I see all these numbers around me all the time. And they use those. They use, I'll give you another example. I was meditating the other day. And <clears throat> my grandmother, we used to go to Mexico every summer. She had a cabin on the beach and there's a distinct smell going in on the beach in Mexico, Rocky Point, Chue Bay in her cabin. Good smell or a bad smell? Great smell. Oh, that's good. Thank God. Some parts, no, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm meditating and the windows open behind me and I wasn't having, I was in this weird place in my life and all of a sudden this breeze blows right from behind me through from the window and distinctly it was my grandma and she was sending that scent from Mexico. I smelt it so vividly coming through my window. It was almost like. Just remember, everything's going to be okay. Damn, sending sense. I never heard sending sense. I've heard images, feelings, electronics, but sense is a new one for me. It was that smell of being on the beach with her and like that time in Mexico. And it was an overwhelming feeling of just like, you're okay. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm here, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you these things just to let you know I'm around and it's okay. I feel like that would be really powerful. I can't relate to you on the level you have these experiences, but I believe sense is like, of the senses in regards to being nostalgic is like the strongest one. For like sure. If, I, whenever, if we personally, I've read that or heard that, but especially in um, <clears throat> my own experience, when I smell something, holy shit, like I'm back in fifth grade. Like that that scent is powerful. So what the hell is that? Scientifically, what the hell is happening I, there? I have but no, you, for you, for you, like not my nostalgia, but like sense getting sent? How do you explain that? I, it, it was crazy. And it was just like just this breeze blew through and like, I hadn't thought about her in, you know, in a while. And like, it was just like this crazy moment where I'm like, wow, that's really, and that's the only time that that's kind of happened with a scent, like a smell. Um, how do you, how do you explain that little and anything you experience to someone who, like, have you, that, that doesn't believe it? Have you come across people that are just like, you're full of shit? Of course. I mean, I mean, there's always skepticism. Everybody. So no matter what we talk about, there's always skepticism. I'm just curious how, cause I believe you. And I'm just curious how you explain it to someone. Just like, I know you can't change certain things, so it's kind of like whatever. You don't have to believe it. Yeah. But have you ever had a situation where you've had to kind of explain it or you just explain what you feel and then whether they take it or leave it? Yeah. I mean, it's not my job to push my opinions on other people. Um, I normally bring people in my life who want to learn about these things. Mm -hmm. They gravitate towards me because that's the energy I'm sending out there. Yeah, I feel like that's me right now. I'm curious. And the people who don't, they don't really gravitate towards me. And so let it be. And like my brother, for instance, he's a doctor, he's a dermatologist, he's super religious, he's Mormon. When my, he was on a cruise with no Wi-Fi, no nothing the night my grandmother died. He didn't even know that she was dying. We had a call. You got to come to Tucson. Me and my sister got in a car. We drove to Tucson. She was going to pass. We couldn't get in touch with him. He was in the middle of the ocean. He said that he was sitting in his cabin, same thing, a breeze blew Bruce, blew <laughs> through yeah. the window, and he knew that she had died. Huh. And he got an email the next day <clears throat> from my mom saying, hey, grandma had passed, da-da-da-da. He knew it. He's, he knew. He 
it happened. Um, my mom's partner, been with him like ten years. His his son passed, and I, my mom and Ken even explained the story. Ken, if you're listening, he explained that he just was sitting on the counter. All of a sudden, he had a feeling. He's never had, a, from my understanding, he's never explained to me. He's had experiences on his own of being emp- empathetic or however you explain it, or having these moments of connecting with the other side. He just had this jolt go through him. He's like, I think my mom just died. Like he like had had a feeling with that, and turns out it was his son. His son died, but I think his mom was sick or I don't know. But he thought it was his mom. Sure. Hopefully, I'm telling the story correctly. But nevertheless, he like looked at the time too, and then the time where he felt that aligned with the time where it was, I guess, determined that when his son died. Sure. I mean, he had that feeling he couldn't just, he thought it was his, his mom, but it ended up being his son. But regardless, someone who's never had that experience, whether he believes in it or not, at that exact moment, and that was confirmed that was the time he died, I was like, you know, it's tough. It's tough to debate that. Well, then a lot of times too, so we're all connected. We're, we cord each other and that's how, like we're corded right now through our throat. We're sending energy back and forth. And you're connected to your parents. That connection is an actual thing. And when someone either ends that connection or they leave this plane, you feel, you feel it, that connection ending. Does it end that way? Well, it ends in the way where you're connected on this plane on this dimension. Yeah. With a cord. Uh, Okay. So the cord is now gone because they're no longer. It's also wireless headphones now. So, (laughs) you know, maybe that's what you're talking about. But it's it's interesting you say that because uh, um, I lost my train of thought. But it's interesting to think of it that way because my understanding of the quantum field is like that, at least how I'm learning from like Joe Dispenza, how I'm understanding from a layman's term, not as educated as you are. Um, so maybe it's good for people that are listening. Most probably educated, so you're hearing an asshole like me talk about it. Uh, at the quantum field, my understanding is just a field where everything's connected. So is if, if that's true, if the quantum field is a different dimension, yeah. then is like, are we pulling the cord on this dimension, but in the next dimension, everything's still connected? Everything is still connected. This is how, this is my feeling though. It's a, it's a different connection. Like you're corded into your friends and you're, you're transferring energy and you're doing these things. And some people you want to remove the cords cause you're moving on with your life. So you're actually removing their energy from you and you're taking yours. You're not corded anymore hmm. and you don't feel them as much. When you say corded, I'm like, I'm relating to the cord. Now I'm thinking someone's trying to seduce me. But, but like, have you ever sat there and you, you think about somebody, you think about something and then they call you? Yes. It's because you're all speaking time. telepathically. You're connected to them. Yeah. I, right. I've happened all the time. When you speak to uh, people who have passed, it's different. It's a different type of connection. And most people don't allow themselves to be open to be connected in that way. Is that the difference between when you say you think everyone can do it? Is because some people are open to it, some people aren't. Some people are born more sensitive than others. So you believe sure. it's more of a it's, uh, more of a biological birth. But you can learn how to do it. Got it. It's just okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. We're like an antenna. Our chakras go up like an antenna, and that's like we're receiving energy from the cosmos down through that antenna. And if a lot of people don't know how to open those top portions of their self, you know, the crown chakra, which is right above your head hmm. you, in, in between your eyes, which is your, your gland. That is like your psychic space, your throat, yeah. your heart, you know, I mean, it, make, it makes sense when it's some, when you try to like lay it down in a simple form, which I think of just like a, a radio station, how like you turn onto a certain knob into a frequency we're, we have electricity running through our bodies right now. And we're, it's, all it's, we're all frequency. We're all frequency. So it's like frequency, high vibrating, low vibrating. 
Yeah, so why, why? It's not Chris. It makes sense. Like it makes more sense than ever now. The higher you vibrate, you're going to um, connect with those because they're high vibrating creatures. You know, spirits are high vibrating. You know, they have gone to a different plane. This is just my truth, how I feel. Right. And so when you are vibrating a, a, a bit higher, they you do connect with them. And I'll give you another example. We were in Tulum, me, me and three of my buddies, and I did a Te Mezcal with a shaman, which is essentially a sweat lodge. There's no drugs involved. And you release all these things. It was an amazing experience. One of my buddies couldn't do it the day we did it. So the next day we signed up again. And that night we're sitting on the beach in front of our house. And this we're talking and all of a sudden we look down. This ginormous sea turtle is sitting, literally sitting at our feet, looking at us. We didn't even see it crawl up. What? And we both, again, start bawling. I, I literally thought in that moment, my grandmother sent this animal here. I could feel this ancient, amazing creature sitting here. And it just came to say hello. And it, you're in the right path. You're doing what you're supposed and to be you, doing. You're, you just felt this definition. I felt this. Hmm. This all came to me. And I had this release of emotion. And I started crying. And we walked with it. It turned around after about five minutes. We walked with it to the beach and it disappeared. And I asked this lady, the shaman, um, and she said, that's so rare. It doesn't happen many times. It's a gift from your abuela, which is your grandmother. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how I felt. I thought it was my grandmother give, you know, telling me. And she's like, yeah, it's normally your, your grandmother coming back telling you you're on the right path. It's a gift. Now, was she saying it was rare in a sense that it was animal form or that specific species? That specific animal and not a lot of, it doesn't happen very often. I have to, it's, it's for me personally, it, it's, it's hard for me to dissect. And we spoke about it earlier again, about some people just dismissing synchronicities and as coincidence. And I wonder, well, I guess we'll never know, or maybe we'll know someday down the line of what is, if there really are coincidences, I guess that's the big argument. Are there coincidences or is there a reason for all these synchronicities? Because like I, when I meditate and I hang out and just catch my breath on my little balcony, like a couple of times recently when I've been meditating and I just, just finished, there's like a little bird that was just like on top of a little balcony. And like, I feel like it was, I just felt something weird with the bird. I don't know why. Most of the time, oh, there's a bird. Cool. I carry on. But the fact that this bird was just right next to my balcony, right there amongst that moment, a couple of times, once or twice. And then recently I'm about to walk to my balcony. The, freaking little little shit was uh on my back he went over the little bamboo which was a small little area where you can fly through the little bird was just like frolicking on my balcony and then as soon as i come out he leaves it's like what are you it's doing all the time so this is so funny that you say that because on that saloon trip i had dogs following me and and i'm like yeah do you have I, bacon in your pocket i felt like snow white like all these animals <laughs> following me around no seriously it's, yeah. it's crazy and when you're in tuned and you're vibrating on that and you're in flow with life. I felt so in flow at that moment. Animals are instinctive. They know. They can feel you. They, you know, they know. You know, dogs have sixth sense, you know. So it's when you're in that state of meditation, you come out of it. It's not a coincidence that animals are attracted to you or aren't scared to come around you or the other side sending you a message like, you know. Yeah, I mean, is it? Is it because animals are like less conscious than we are? Is that even a, I don't know if that's even a thing in humans. I feel like the, the inhibition yeah, of... Yeah, because our brains are the one things that's fucking us the ego and the self. Carl Jung says the ego and the self and the ego is the conscious and the self is their unconscious. I feel like animals don't have that line as much as they're we do. So they're more in tune. instinct, in tuned. Their yeah. senses are so heightened. 
and we let our minds get in the way of all of ours. And right. that's one of the reasons why a lot of people cannot connect to the other side like that is because their brains are just, you know, they're not able to get out of their own way. So do you find peace with death because of your experience or are you still like figuring I'm it out? I'm not scared of death. Have that's you always been that way? Yeah. Well, no, I, no, I haven't always been that way. But like this whole Corona thing, you know, there's so much fear around, you know, there's nothing fear, but fear itself is the saying. And there's so much fear around dying. And when you realize that like, it's just another transition into another part of life. Death. Death. Okay. And there's really nothing to be afraid of. Um, We're scared because we don't know. Sure. Or you're scared because you don't know how you're going to die. That's really why you're scared. You don't yeah. know how you're going to die. It's not about dying. It's like, is it going to be terrible? Am I going to have this huge yeah, that's disease? Real. That's or real. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got stuck on a roller coaster once and uh, – there's a moment where I, we were stuck at the highest point of Six Flags. People were freaking out all around me, and I was like laughing and joy. I was cool. And then my, my thought was like, well, if I die right now, you know, it's going to be pretty quick. Just don't get my legs caught. But it was like the first thought was not so much dying. It was like, shit, like just I don't want to go painfully. Totally. You know, that's that's real. That's a real thing. That would sure. suck. Painful, but death would suck. Um, but it's, it go on. It's, you, you initially, you know, weren't as at peace with death. Now, is that because of your new your founding of touching with the other side and finding what, what did you find? Yeah. I mean, I just think that, um, it's just another part of life. It's, mm. it's the next step in life. And so this life doesn't end. It just, it continues, but it's just something different. And so that's yeah. why it's kind of like, well, it's just the next step. It's the next progression. It's the next growth. It's the next thing. Yeah, I wonder how many levels there are. I don't know. Jim Jeffries. I mean, I think I mentioned this in a prior episode, Jim Jeffries, a comedian. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I think he's, he's atheist and he was made a joke, which I just thought was hilarious. He's like, you think about heaven, I'm paraphrasing. You think about heaven, it's eternal, which is forever. And he's like, eventually I'll get bored. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's like, Jesus, forever. That's what freaks me out more than anything is the idea of eternal and forever. And it's like, but I guess then I come back that I'm like, well, if the eternal is forever bliss, then it's going to be so fucking amazing that it won't even, it'll never get bored. It's so amazing. But I feel like, you, hopefully, I feel like you've lived multiple lives and you can live another life. I, I feel me like, me or people? People in okay. general. Um, there's also past life. You know, yeah. you can go into that whole past life thing and there's a whole thing on, on doing past life work. Um, do you, are you, are you, are you educated on past life regression? Or yeah, no? but not, um, we touched on it in some of the, the advanced healing sessions. Um, I, I don't know a lot about it. We touched on it. Um, I've looked at a couple of my past lives. Cause that makes me think as earlier you said, uh, you know, it's when we come, go to the next level and it's our energy, it's specifically our energy. And I guess if we do reincarnate or whatever happens, it's still still out. It's still that same energy that sure. continues. We're just unconscious of it. Like if we say we go somewhere else, if that's if that's the case, we're just. Are there maybe some moments where you kind of have that thought where you, maybe you're more sensitive, like, oh, vu, right, uh, right, right, right. Uh, an eternal flame. You meet them and you're like, fuck, I've met you before. Like where? Yeah, you look different now. Why is it so? Why are we so connected instantly? Or. You know, why was my grandmother coming to me as a turtle? Why was her energy in this ant, this animal? You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I don't, no one knows the answer. Um, but I know that people who have passed are still around energetically. They come to me all the time. Um, I'll be in an Uber and, and I'll get it like, and they'll be aggressive sometimes. 
you know, and I'll be like, I don't want to talk. I don't know this guy. I don't want to say something to him, you know, and he might be upset and, you know, and I'll just ask him, uh, you know, has your aunt passed? Uh, you know, she wants me to tell you, you know, what kind of reactions do you get from those people? I've never had a bad reaction to that. Especially in LA. I feel like, I wonder yeah. if you go to different parts of the world, some people are going to react different to that. Or like, you know, we did the psychic fair at the Lapeer, which is so much fun. You know, yeah, e cool. even if you don't even believe in it, it's just fun to do it. Yeah. Um, and there was this couple and I had this overwhelming energy of she was pregnant. Oh, boy. You know, and it's because a woman that's pregnant has an energy to them. Their their energy is different from someone who is not pregnant. And I can feel that. And and it's like, well, then do you tell her or do you not tell her? Oh, like she doesn't know she's pregnant? Yeah. And so it's Has like, it happened? Yeah, of course. And you said something to her? Of course. And did she find out she was pregnant? Well, I preface it by like. She uh, might think you're calling her fat. Just to let you know. No, it, it wasn't that she had <laughs> you not showing. Right. Wasn't pregnant. <laughs> she was actually on her third date with this guy. And so I'm like, Ooh. okay, so how do I say this? And do I say this? <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Was... And he just like looked at me like you're out of your mind. And it turned out she was pregnant. Holy Lord. Was it that guy or the guy before her? It was him. Okay. That's better. I guess. A third date. It was crazy though. And, and so sometimes, you know, I've kind of found a balance of like, I normally don't say anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, before I, I think I was just trying to prove to myself that I could, I could do it. It was kind of like, oh, I'm going to show off. Let me see if I can do this. And let me see if I'll be right. And now I'm just like, I don't need to do that. I know. And so I'm like, yeah, I wonder if it know. comes, uh, it's like on a black, not black, gray area of consent. I and mean, there's some people that might feel different of knowing that, I guess. Totally. And it's not my place, you know. Yeah, it's, it's very nice that you've realized that. But they were at a psychic fair, so. Oh, well, yeah. That, you know, just, that, I feel like you're signing like an unwritten law slash you know, release of liability there. Where it's, um, you step into these grounds, you're going to find out some shit whether you like it or not. Um, I, I was interesting to hear uh, how you mentioned you in the beginning trying to figure out which energy was yours. I want to revert back a little bit sure. about how do you decipher, how do you decipher uh, the living the people that are on earth, their energies between yours or between energies that are coming through from that are on the other side? Well, I mean, you can look at, so when I'm doing a reading for somebody, um, there's specific ways in which I will be neutral and remove any matching energy that we have because we're essentially a reflection of each other. So I don't want to read this stuff that's a reflection of myself. I don't want to read myself, mm. you know? So, but meaning someone else is having the same feelings as you? Yes. Okay. So we do have matching energy. We all have some kind of matching energy. So I remove those matching energies. I become neutral. Um, and there's different tools. I don't want to get into all of them, okay. how to do that. But, um, it's important. It's really, really important because you have to be neutral in order to see the person clearly. Um, or if I'm in a space where there's a lot of people and I think I'm reading you and I'm reading the person next to you, that gets really tricky too. Yeah. Um, to sort out. How do you, I mean, like, is there like a, a layman's way of explaining? Is it something you just vision in your head? Like we, how does it even come to me? I mean, it just, just comes it? in it's so just, many different just, it's ways. It's instinctual? Yeah, it's just kind of like everyone thinks psychics are like, oh, they can tell me when I'm going to die. They can tell me if I'm going to be rich and blah, blah, blah. And that's not really how it is. I always like to ask, what is a burning question? And I read the energy around your question. If someone comes through, I'll let you know what the energy is about that. 
but it's always changing. It can be different a week from now because of the choices that you're making and what you're doing from this moment. The energy. So I'm reading the energy in this moment right now. What is happening right now in this moment? Right. I guess that makes sense. Jesus. Okay. I mean, my understanding now, lately, I've been doing my, like, my own research, you know, with a lot of popular names and whatnot. And I believe more than any, ever, you know, like life is just energy. So it can be transmuted in so many different ways that it's just crazy to hear that you're in tune with it more than other people. Well, let's say anxiety. Anxiety is the same energy as excitement, just on the opposite spectrum. So you can mm -hmm. transmute anxiety into excitement if you want to. And I had to learn that tool when I was having major anxiety getting on planes. Be like, okay, because I'd be like, oh, I'm so nervous. You know, what if I start feeling this anxiety? And so instead, I transmuted it into, I'm so excited to go on this trip. I can't wait to go. These people I'm going to see, same energy, mm. just diff opposite ends of the spectrum. And yeah. so when you realize that everything has a polar opposite, especially energies, you can actually transmute them into the positive, higher vibrating. I feel like that transmutation, if correct me if I'm wrong, is in line with just your perception and train of thought. You know what I mean? Like back to that roller coaster story, I was calm. People on the end were freaking the hell out. But we both had the same view. Totally. We both looked at they had the exact same experience, but I was vision I was looking at it as this thought. And she was they, they were looking at it as this thought. And is that not the transmutation of looking at it is this anxiety or is this excitement is well you probably too um learned how to ground out that energy too you you acknowledge hey i'm nervous i wonder if i break my leg da, da, da. but you didn't internalize it no and when you freak out it's because you're internalizing it you acknowledge mm. it's there and you allow it to pass and yeah that goes back to we were speaking about stress where it's like uh you know this shitty event happens i'm stressed from that i just lost my job so it's the job loss that holds the energy of stress but you're really internalizing stress within you totally like you're creating the stress it's not the action like the action happened yes that's real but it's the way you perceive it and internalize that Does and that you should, well you should look at it and you should process it i mean mm -hmm. you every you have to process emotions that's natural so you you stress out for a little bit but you you don't dwell in that you don't follow the path of that energy because okay. when you follow the path of the energy then it starts bringing you down and your vibrations low and then you're attracting those low vibrating things so you're, is that the hyper focus you're hyper focusing you're hyper focusing on, on, on that right and then you get in this loop where your mind can't get out of that cycle that's huh. where a lot of people a lot of ocd people the energy around it when i'm reading them is this loop and i have to like knock them out of their loop they're stuck in a loop. So, because because what you fo what you focus on is where you're putting your energy, and if you're hyper focused on that negative low vibration, the negative event, then all your energy is therefore going to that low event. And the more you focus on that, the more you're constantly thinking about it, or you're reliving it, and it just goes around and, and around, and you're stuck and in that loop. So, I've read a book that explained the solution to that. What is the solution to that? For me, I do, opinion, opinion. I do a meditation that I run my energy every day. So <clears throat> I'm I'm constantly moving stagnant old energy out and I'm bringing new energy in. And um, what does that mean logistically for someone who's not as in tune as you? Is there a way to explain that without giving your secrets for free? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, I'm about to say like, we can we can you know what we're not gonna get into that. If you want to figure it out, you <laughs> hire this guy, by the way. Um, um it's, it, it's interesting. So you 
grounding is the most important thing you can do. And a lot of times, if you don't know how to ground, go to the beach, stick your feet in the sand, feel connected to the earth. Got it. Simple as that. You can allow gravity to take any energy or emotion out of your body. Allow gravity to take any energy or emotion out of your body. That you want. You literally think that about that energy and, and visualize it. Just visualize if you are angry or what at someone or whatever, allow that energy to be taken out by gravity. Gravity will pull it out. It'll take it down to the Earth's core and the Earth will transmute it into whatever the Earth needs and at for, that moment. And for anyone else and anyone that's the thing that doesn't isn't so gung-ho about this or isn't so certain about it, just what do you got to lose to try it? But I feel like there's a difference between just trying it and believing in it. Cause I feel like if you try it with like the back of your mind, so I'm just thinking, oh, I can work. Sure. It's not going to work. So it's just about, it's about being grounding about being, meditations. Just do that. Yeah, Google's great. Fucking Google that shit. Um, <laughs> so I, I, we can go, I think we can go on for nine hours. So I'm going to have you another episode. Cause it's so interesting. We don't want to talk about one more last thing. I want to <laughs> talk about the last thing too. So you go first and then I'll bring up my last thing. So alcohol, this is a huge thing for people, okay? Low vibrating energies, and I don't want to say demons, but spirits that are not good spirits hang out in bars and places where there are quote-unquote spirits, which are beverages. So, Uh, yeah. Whoa, is that an origin behind the name there? Yes, a lot of people don't realize this. Just like in food, if someone's putting love into the food, your grandma, she puts the love into the food. Rice food balls. tastes better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my grandma's rice balls. <laughs> the cinnamon rolls. Yeah. <laughs> the food tastes better. She's putting her energy into the food. Just like if someone's making your drinks, if he's angry or whatever, he's putting his energy into your drinks. I always ground my drinks. I ground out any energy in my drink because it's been passed to me by someone who I don't know. Huh, makes sense why my mom's food's so good. Go on. It's true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have a chicken noodle soup when you're yeah. sick. Um, spirits. When you drink, have you ever had a friend that you're like, "Fuck, he always turns into someone I don't even recognize that person." Well, yes, of course, I can name a few. It's because you're opening yourself up for things to come in. You're letting your guard down. You're opening yourself up. You know, spirits allow things to come in. Good, bad, the ugly. Um, and you're not aware of it because you're you're intoxicated, obviously. Some people not might not agree with me or think this is weird. I always tap my drink. I always have this ritual where I tap my drink with kind of my wrist. Why the wrist? Pulse? I don't know. It's just been an instinctual thing. And okay. it just grounds out any negativity. I just kind of, for a second, I just go like that. When you say ground out, that's gravity? Just al- Let's al- get the hell out of here. Allowing that negative energy to... Okay. And I'll take it out of people who are around me. I'll, I'll ground out their drinks or I'll ground them out to... Um, because crazy shit can happen if you don't do that or you don't set up your space before you go into these places where everyone's drunk on and there's all these spirits flying around. Is that around. specific with alcohol or is that really with any drugs that lower your inhibition? Like your, because a lot of drugs can, drugs too, aside from alcohol can kind of. Yeah, I think alcohol mostly, honestly. So there is an origin to the name, why they call it spirit? Is it, what you're, spirits. Is it what you're saying? Yeah, look it up. Jesus, another Google. We got a lot, I got a lot of Googling to do. <laughs> so Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, kidding you know. me? Um, Jesus. All right. Um, so ground your drinks out, people. I'm going to ground everything out. <laughs> so what, what I wanted to kind of like, you know, peel off on was for people, this is dead talks for people that are, you know, going through it now or have a fear of death in your humble opinion. 
how do you explain your viewpoint on people? I, I know you probably already explained it through the episode, but just as like a synopsis, how do you help find peace for people that are going through it right now? Maybe explaining from your perception of being thing, like, you know, the other side is still there. The other side still exists. They're not dying. It's just like the meat bags that we're in are going away, sure. but their energy lives on. Is there a, a layman's term that you would explain to people that are going through it right now that are grieving or even haven't experienced death or just have a fear of death? I think that you there is the grieving process. Right. You know, there are steps. Uh, some people are quicker on that. Some people never fully heal. There will always be a scar there. Um, doing it in a productive way is so important. Um, allowing the emotions to come up, allowing yourself to have releases, allowing yourself to have breakdowns. Um, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, keeping it inside is not healthy. You have to let it out in whatever way that you can do that. I, I use my meditation and I ground that energy out. I allow it to come out and then I release it. Um, it's so important. And obviously remembering the person, um, I always pray to my people who have passed my grandmother, all these people, I always pray to them and it just, it, it makes me feel like I'm still connected. Mm -hmm. Prayer is super important. Um, so when you say productive, um, I'm sure that's this is you know numerous ways you can go about that specific, specific to you. An example of being unproductive is just going to the booze. For going example. to the booze, and you know, going to the booze is okay f for a minute. Right, right. It's okay to get that out of your system because Lord knows I've done it. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's a time, you know, that's there's a time for everything and not keeping that grief inside you because that is what causes disease. Right. You know, that's what, when you have stagnant energy, especially a trauma and it sticks there and you're not able to remove it, it's stagnant. It causes a little disease and then it causes a little symptom. And that symptom, if it's not released, causes a real thing. And then that's, you know, so, just processing it, you know, and not keeping it in, sharing it with other people, allowing people to help. Yeah, that's definitely a common theme in regards to what I've learned and people from their own stories is the suppression, the keeping it in and letting it out in some way is so important. As simple as that, however you do it. I, think, sure. you, I think you know that your body, deep down, you, like, I think it's, we overcomplicate, like, how do I let it out? What does that mean? It could be as simple as talking, it could be as simple as meditating, like you said, whatever it is, I think innately and instinctively we all know that feeling of release too you know we i think we we do it without even defining it so i, I think that i think that makes a lot of sense where that's definitely a common theme of just you got to let it out but it's important to feel too like it's i think we naturally just suppress the emotion when we were speaking about it again earlier pre-recording how you know it's the ebbs and flows of emotions are constant throughout life where you can feel angry you can feel pain and the people that have most control still always feel like that where it's important to, okay, I feel angry, feel it. Don't like, cause I feel angry, put it away. It's like, it's natural to feel the anger. Like let that shit out. It's just a matter of how quickly you can recover from it and understand what it's coming from and then and why it's and releasing it. And that's the truth is we're, we're an onion peel and some things take a long time to release, you know, past dramas. You know, I had a past thing with my family that like literally is taking me until my 43rd birthday and it comes up, I release it. It comes up, I release it. It comes up, I release it. It comes up. All these triggers triggering it and it, the trigger 
triggers the emotion. The emotion comes up and then most people want to swallow it back down. Why is that? I don't know, actually. Well, Joe Dispenza always says that people can become addicted to that stress. It's almost like a, a constant in your life where it's something sixth sense. You can get addicted to negative energy for sure because it's yeah. a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, but now I look at it when it comes up, it's coming up for a reason. It's almost like you're throwing up something that you don't need anymore and you're just releasing it and you got to get it out. You can look at it and, and dissect it and determine why it's there and where it's from. But it's not a really important for most people. When the emotion comes up, you just realize, okay, it's coming up for a reason and you release it in a productive way. That's it. I mean, deep down, I think we know what a productive way is. Totally. That's and sometimes something. drinking is a productive way. Yeah, I know. Do it in moderation. As long as <laughs> hey, I'm a DJ. Trust me. I'd like to drink. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good to have it. It's, like I said, there's nights where you're just going to let it go. That's gonna be, that could be great as long as you just don't let that be the definition of you know your life. And I don't, we don't have to explain that. Like People... Deep down, we know what we should be doing. Totally. You should have to find it. And if you don't, your your guides will, will nudge you along the way if your eyes are a little bit opened. It's gotta, you got to be open to it. Yeah. Why not? There's, there's crazy shit that happens all day. Why not? Absolutely. Speaking of, on my last birthday, I was clearing stuff out. Um, I had this armoire and this weird box. I opened the box. There was this my grandmother's... Uh, I don't even know what it was, to be honest with you. It was like this box thing. And I open it and there's this gold ring. It's li I was literally on my birthday and it, is, it was my grandfather's ring. I never knew that I had this gold ring from him. Hmm. It was almost like, and I, the energy I read it was, it was like a birthday gift. It's like, here you go. You just felt it? I was like, here you go. Or is it on you right now? Where's I, the ring? No, no. It's this, this one my grandfather made. Yeah, very nice. He used to make turquoise, but. It's like those little things. It's like, I never even knew that box was there, you know? It's yeah, like, this day at this moment. Yeah, it's where like your attention gets called sometimes. Totally. It's how you define it. And I always listen to that. You always have to listen to your intuition for sure. Yeah, I mean, intuition, we're more powerful than we think we are, long story short. 100%. And if these mics uh, weren't attached to this uh, extension, I'd say mic drop and that would be the cue right there. But we can't <laughs> can't drop the mic. Chicka, chicka. Chicka, chicka. Uh, Aaron, I want to thank you. Uh, like I said, I'm sure you're going to be on another episode because we just read a, a book. Um, Hopefully, all these people don't think I'm a, a crazy lunatic. <laughs> no, you're far from that. I'm I mean, yeah, no, I think if they don't think you're crazy, then, you know, uh, I, we're all crazy. We're all crazy in one way. But uh, thank you so much for being on here. Thanks, man. Aaron Colbert, I don't know if you want to, I'll probably I'll put a tag on, on your info you and just stuff go like to that. Insta, Aaron Colbert. Bing, bang, boom. Is this yeah. your name? Yeah, it's my name. Oh, it's nice to lock it down. Yeah. I just got my last name on mine. All right, Dead Talks. We ready, guys. Uh, that was a tremendous episode. You have some amazing feet, uh, amazing stories that, you know, kind of back up what you're saying. And regardless, you know, I think your intentions are incredible. And I think your insight on life hopefully can heal some people that are listening right now. You know, it's one person. I appreciate it. So thank you, brother. Have a good one. All right, guys. See you next episode. Ciao. Later. <laughs>